accomplished in that week my fat fucking ass uh joined a gym buddy of mine tom devitro go down there and support his thing he's got a gym he's got two locations swathmore and morton uh good dude knows what he's talking about u.s army ranger so uh so anyway yeah this week man has been fucking tough like they all are I joined a gym so I'm physically fucking exhausted um I climbed a tower crane Friday so I'm fucking tired from that today I jumped on my mountain bike and rode like four and a half fucking miles uh for the first time in like a year you know so um I don't know, man. I'm getting a little fucking fat. I'm getting a little fucking old. So I'm trying to do things uh, different, you know, trying to take care of myself. Got this fucking baby, you know, can't have the fucking kid grow up with no fucking dad. So, uh, yeah, got to take care of my fucking ass. (sighs) I'm tired, man. I'm fucking tired. Anyway, what else is going on? Um, Work's going good. Haven't been uh, traveling that much. That's a beautiful fucking thing. Um, I don't know, man. Sometimes life is just fucking good. And and it's like, uh, it's tough. How do I get on here? Man, admittedly, I fucked up. It's Sunday night. This episode is due fucking tomorrow morning, like, I give myself, like, this homework assignment, like, all right, every fucking Monday morning at 5 a.m., I'm gonna drop this fucking episode, but, dude, this week has been, uh, busy as a motherfucker, so, like, this is, like, the lowest priority, shit, I considered, like, not even fucking doing this, you know, so, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, like everything else in life, man, it ain't fucking easy, and, and you're just gonna have to crunch and find time, you know, uh, sometimes it's not the most, uh, you know, sometimes you, you honestly, honestly do, sometimes I just wanna say, fuck this, it's so much easier to just go sit on my fucking couch and just watch TV and snuggle next to my wife, and my wife gets irritated because I say to her, Yeah, baby, I know. I spent all fucking afternoon working on my reports that I should have had done earlier this fucking week, but I was just caught up with other bullshit, you know? Just just excuses, you know? Maybe that's what this episode will be. It's all about excuses. How many fucking excuses you got, you know? Um, It's like a big problem, man. Everybody, everybody's got an excuse and everybody's got a somebody else to blame for why they're not doing what they want to do in their lives, 
you know, even if it's small, you know, tell somebody, you know, like ask them, what do you want to do right now? You want to go to the zoo? You want to go fucking walk around down in Philadelphia? You want to go watch the sunset on the beach or the sunrise, whatever? You know, uh, we can't, we can't do that. We don't have that much money. The gas costs too much. The tolls. I don't feel like packing the kids up. I don't really want to go down there. It's too much traffic. Excuses, excuses, excuses. You know, everything in life sounds so fucking nice until you actually got to get your ass up off that fucking couch and go do it. You know? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm trying real hard not to have excuses. I'm trying to hold myself accountable. You know, my one friend in particular, I love it, but it also puts pressure on me. And sometimes I get nervous and I'm like, God damn, he's like for real. Like he really wants to hear this fucking episode on Monday goddamn morning when he's driving. So now I'm obligated. I'm obligated. But is he really doing something wrong? Like, is he really, by giving me this pressure and putting this on my shoulders and saying, listen, you know, I fucking believe in you. This is something you want to do. And it ain't always going to be fucking easy. Tonight, it's not easy. I, I sat down with no fucking format, no, no guideline. There's no punch list on this fucking page like I usually do. And, um, you know, whatever, dude, we're shooting from the fucking hip tonight. You know, like the early episodes episode one, where I didn't know what the fuck I was going to talk about. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I figured in a little bit, I'll try and call some friends and, uh, just drag them on the fucking thing via the, over the phone. And, uh, we'll see how that goes, you know, but, um, you know, like I said, man, no excuses, you know, I, uh, in my, in my private life without going into too much detail, I've been slacking, you know, I, I do this 12-step program that keeps me clean and, and you know, drug-free, and, uh, but I've been slacking big time, you know, I just go and I sit down in the, the fucking chair, uh, and I don't really participate too much, you know, and um, I've been telling myself lately that I need to, I need to push a little harder and do a little more, you know, I need to work on myself. I've been getting so frustrated and so much anxiety, but I always make these bullshit excuses in my head, you know? Oh, well, I'm just too fucking busy. I got this going on. I got that going on. And, and that's a, you know, like, like uh, that's a luxury problem, you know? Once upon a time, almost, almost, I would say, what's today's date? The 8th? Almost nine fucking years in a month roughly a month, it'll be nine fucking years since my life was in shambles. And, uh, you know, back then to have these problems was like unimaginable. I couldn't even fucking fathom that, uh, my life was going to be like this, <laughs> you know, I mean, just, you can't even, I don't know, man. Like, I, I wish I could tell young people, I, I meet these fucking young people and they just look scared. They look like fucking deer in the headlights, you know? Just, I don't know what's coming, but it's going to fucking run my ass over. Dude, keep walking. Keep pushing. Keep climbing. Keep going. You got to keep fucking moving. Keep the momentum. Don't just stand there and fucking stare at it. And then it is going to run you the fuck over, you know? And God, come on, man. Don't make no fucking excuses. 
I I'm like the hardest of all, you know. I don't want to hear no fucking excuses. I know single fucking moms with four fucking kids that went out and bought their own fucking house. How did she do that? Tell me how this fucking bitch did that. I'll tell you how she did that. She didn't have no fucking excuses, you know? So, that's it, man. That's what the theme has to be for tonight, I guess, because um, it's just the only way to live, you know? Like, I remember as a kid, man, my dad was, uh, you know, we've talked about that. My dad was tough, you know? And there was, like, this ongoing, like, like tough joke, you know? Like, uh, my dad would, like, when we raced dirt bikes and we fucking fell, we fell fucking hard, man. I mean... My little brother ripped his fucking uh, arm to pieces like a tree, like a fucking stub on a tree, caught his fucking arm and just ripped the fucking meat right off the goddamn bone, you know? And uh, <laughs> my fucking dad, you know, the kid's standing there with a bandage and shit all wrapped around his fucking arm and uh, they had to go to the hospital. And uh, of course, you know, like my typical tough fucking dad is just like, you know, walk it off, bitch. <laughs> Ah, shit. But, you know, that was like, uh, that was a joke in our lives growing up. But that was real, too. These fucking neighbors of mine out here racing up and down the goddamn street. Anyway, let me stay on topic here. So, uh, yeah, you know, like growing up, dude, it was a joke, but it wasn't really, you know. Yes, it's going to be hard. You're going to get fucked up. You're still alive, though, so put your fucking boots back on and get the fuck back out there. That's a racing racing thing, you know? Put your riding boots back on, get back on the fucking track, you know? Whatever it is, whatever it is for you, you know? So many people, you know, get caught in them fucking ruts of life, and they just uh, struggle, you know? And uh, I don't know, man. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I think what people need is a goal, I know for me, man, when I don't have like a, like a short-term goal, something to look forward to, I'm pretty fucking miserable, you know? Sometimes I wonder, I think about like suggesting things to like buddies of mine, you know? Like, you know, what's a short-term goal? What's something that you think you, you could achieve right now where you're at in your life, you know? And uh, maybe that's the beginning, you know? Maybe that's really what the, the idea of hope is, is like you just, you need something to look forward to. You know, I remember when I was getting clean, you know, and uh, so my mom had to come pick my ass up. I was down in Wilmington and uh, I was in bad fucking shape. She brought me up to Coatesville VA Hospital where I spent uh, a few months up there doing a little therapy and uh, getting clean and getting myself right again, you know, getting back on track. And uh, I just... uh, I remember at that point in my life, I think the only goal was uh, was uh, to get clean, you know, like uh, just just as simple. I mean, to people that don't have an, a, like a, a drug addiction or, or an alcohol addiction or gambling or whatever, you know, everybody's got an addiction, first of all. Some, just a lot of people are in fucking denial. That's, that's my theory on life. So many people, so many people... 
fat fucking asshole over here eating goddamn eight fucking donuts in one sitting, and then an egg sandwich, and then a fucking large coffee, and then drinks an orange juice after that, and he weighs fucking 340 fucking pounds. Listen, bro, you got a fucking eating addiction. You love that food as much as I used to love fucking Percocets. So let's not fucking shit each other, you know? Like, let's not bullshit each other. So, uh, so anyway, back on topic, uh, back, you know, like back then, just getting clean, uh, that was the only goal, you know, this fucking pussy. So, uh, anyway, sorry, got interrupted, got a text message. From uh, Cuzzo. Maybe we'll get him on the fucking phone, you know? So, uh... Yeah, man. In the beginning, I just wanted to get clean because uh, I didn't know how to stop using drugs. Taking pills, drinking, you know? Uh, I knew... I knew that I had to change everything, you know? Everything in my life at that point revolved around me getting fucking high. So, uh, I just, uh, it got, it, it got to this point where it can, it kind of like controlled everything that I did, you know, everything that I did was for the objective of getting more pills, you know, and going out and getting drunk, you know, and it was just this endless, depressing, angry, frustrated cycle, you know, uh, just uh, unmanageable lifestyle, you know, get an apartment, can't pay the fucking rent, can't keep the electric on, you know, fucking family members over, uh, just cheating people out of money, selling all my shit, you know, and, and keep in mind, I wasn't one of these guys that, like, started out, you know, going to the bar and doing some coke and then, like, getting into heroin and just being a, like a flunky. I'm a U.S. Army veteran, honorably discharged. I didn't get high before I went into the military. I started drinking in the military because I was in a foreign fucking country and I, I didn't know anybody there. And I'm not blaming the military. The military didn't do it to me. I did it to me. I was uncomfortable in my skin and I used alcohol to fucking try and adjust that. You know, and that was probably the beginning of me, you know, substituting a fucking chemical to make me feel fucking better, you know, and uh, I, you know, like back then, like uh, thinking about the way I, I just did things, I always tell people, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, so I got out of the military and I had some anger issues and I had some depression issues and I had all this shit going on. <laughs> excuse me, so I go to the VA, and uh, I tell the VA that I got all these problems, and the VA gives me uh, antidepressants, and anti-psych meds, and anti-anxiety meds, and uh, sleeping meds, and, and again, the VA also was not the problem, I was the problem, I was using the medication as I felt needed, and, um, I just, I just, I remember for the longest time thinking that, uh, there's gotta be a magic bean, a fucking pill somewhere that can fix me, 
you know, I just remember thinking that for a long time. And it took me a long time to realize that uh, it's not going to work that way. It's not going to, nothing in my life got better. Before I started using drugs, I had goals, you know. I had things that I wanted to achieve in my life. I had no fucking earthly idea how to do it, but I wasn't one of these guys that just woke up as a fucking little tiny kid and was like, I just want to fucking destroy my whole life. I was just, uh, I just fucking fell into something. I broke my leg on a motorcycle. The painkillers just got out of control. The drinking got even further out of control. It was probably already pretty far out of control. I never really drank because I enjoyed the flavor of fucking alcohol. And any dickhead that fucking says, oh man, this tastes so good. Newsflash jerk off. You, you are an alcoholic, okay? You have a fucking problem, all right? Now, you may be, uh, like, okay with managing it at the moment. Maybe you wake up every morning and you go to work. But um, I'm going to put a $100 fucking bet on this goddamn desk right here that you can't just stop. You can't just say, fuck it, I'm not going to drink for the next six months. I'll bet $100 fucking dollars that if you tell people, yeah, I drink because I enjoy the flavor of this fucking cognac or, you know, some shitty whiskey or fucking whatever. Your fucking favorite fucking gay-ass craft fucking beer, you dork. <laughs> fucking hipster moron. Anyway, ah, uh, so... uh yeah, if you go around telling people that you enjoy the flavor of this, you're so fucking full of shit. Nobody enjoys the flavor of fucking alcohol, fermented, rotten fucking grapes and bullshit and sugar and... Nobody likes that. That was a fuck up. The Irish fucked up. We accidentally invented that shit. <laughs> so... Anyway, I don't know, man. I don't know. No excuses, you know? I mean, I'm fucking around. I'm talking shit and I'm joking. I mean, I don't really fucking care if you drink. I don't care if you do drugs. I don't care if you smoke fucking weed or shoot fucking heroin in your fucking eyeball. I'll tell you this. I'm a big fan of this idea of, like, not imposing my beliefs on others. We, we just spent the better part of 15 fucking minutes talking about how my life got out of control. And uh, I'll say this. If you do believe that you have a problem and you need some fucking help, give me a call. You know, reach out to me on Facebook or any, any one of these other platforms. I'll gladly help you out. But I'm sincerely not trying to push what I do on anybody else. I honestly don't fucking care. My wife drinks casually, you know. She has a little bit of wine here and there. She's a fucking girl, you know? So, um, do what you gotta do, man. It's all about the quality of life, really, in my eyes. You know, how fucking good is your life? If it's causing you problems, and that goes for anything. That goes for a bad relationship. That goes for uh, how much food you're eating. How much you're obsessing over uh, gambling. Or uh, even like me. 
you know, obsessing over this or obsessing over the cars that I build and the motors and the Jeeps and the fucking four-wheelers and dirt bikes and bullshit and toys and toys and toys because I'm a fucking grown-ass kid. All this obsession, this is craziness. And it, and it does occasionally cause problems in my relationship. And that's when I got to step back and say, all right, asshole, you're getting a little fucking crazy, you know? So, um... That's all I'm saying, man, is it's all about quality of life. If it's causing you some fucking, you know, anguish or some anxiety or some whatever, dude, you know, just try to work on it, you know? I mean, if you got to stop completely, then you got to stop completely like I did. But if you can cut back and your life gets better, well, good. That's fucking great, you know? So, anyway... So let's, uh, I don't know. Let's try and call some people. Let's see what happens here. What's up, man? What are you doing there, little fella? I was sleeping. I had to get my, uh, my midday nap in. Your beauty rest because you're an ugly motherfucker? Yeah, that too. Ah, so I just figured everybody was watching some fucking gay-ass football game. Yeah, yeah, I was doing that. Well, I watched the Eagles win, and then me and Misty were watching her Cowboys, and then I fell asleep. Oh, okay. Well, that's cute. <clears throat> it's always, Excuse me. It's always nice watching other people succeed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, isn't that why you guys watch football, so you feel better about your minuscule lives? <laughs> oh, no, it's exciting. I like sports, competition. Yeah, I know. I'm just talking shit. I, feel I know. Like, I feel like a large majority of the uh, sports fans out there are just fucking slobs that, like, I don't know. Maybe they're not slobs. They're just, like, people that are like, man, I don't feel like trying too hard, so I'm going to watch these people succeed, and, and, and that way I feel better. No, I just, you know me, man. I'm a sports junkie. Not, I like not you, Even dickhead. the Olympics. I'm yeah, not, I know, dickhead. I'm not fucking talking about you. I, I know that. I'm just, you know, I'm a sports junkie. Like, if people were, you know, rolling turds of dog shit down down a fucking line with their nose on their hands and knees, like, trying to roll dog shit down there, and, you know, there was a score for it, I'd probably watch it. <laughs> right. I love competition. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you right now that we're on the podcast uh, recording... So, okay. Um, yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Why not? You know, I just talked to this dude. Uh, I don't know, man. I felt kind of fucking bad talking to him actually because, uh, like, dude, I love his crazy stories. Uh, I think I told you about this guy, this dude, Robert the Redneck. Uh, I used to live with him over in fucking New Jersey. Basically. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Wild fucking dude. Wild dude. He literally just got done telling me, he's, oh, yeah. I'm in a nursing home now. And I'm like, dude, you're like... like What the fuck? I'm like, dude, you're in like your late 50s. What do you mean you're in a nursing home? Ah, oh, I broke my fucking hip and I'm going through rehab and all this shit. And I'm like, well, how'd you break your fucking hip? And he's like, ah, oh, I fell off my bicycle when I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Jesus Christ. You know? That's... It wasn't That's even, crazy. Yeah, it wasn't even that funny. Like, I kind of thought, I, like, I, I'm, like, laughing, but at the same time, right? I'm, I'm thinking, 
Damn, man. Damn. Like neither of us, you know, I didn't laugh. Yeah. You know, it's sad. It's it's that's sad. It is it's real sad. You know, and I felt you bad. Know, Dude, he was drunk talking to me. I'm pretty sure that he was like uh, I told him. I said, "Listen, I'm recording this conversation and it's on a podcast." <laughs> You know, he's like, ah, oh, no, I'm moving to Florida. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, you moved to Florida. I'm not going with you, man, you know. I'm moving to Florida. They got real great nursing homes down here. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Anyway, what's the latest with you, man? How's work going? Great. Uh, I had an install with Friday. Yeah. Friday evening, they, I mean, you know, sometimes customers don't get home until 4 or 4.30. So, you know, Friday evening scheduled me an install. You know, when I first started, they were taking me five, six hours. Uh, smashed it in two hours. Yeah. Yeah, it was done that. And then uh, we got, usually the plumber beats us when they're doing the water softener and we're doing the, the air cleaner at the same time. Hmm. We beat the plumber. So we're waiting around for him because, you know, he he installs it all the hardware, we have to set up the valve on the water softener. We have to program it and then, you know, drain the, drain the carbon tanks and all that shit. Yeah. Which is cool. So we didn't get out of it about eight Friday night and then easy day, Saturday, yeah. uh, the, the month of August, <clears throat> I killed it. Yeah. I brought the most revenue in for my department. And, uh, so I got a, it's about a $600 system. It's a reverse osmosis system. For underneath your sink, filters in a tank. Yeah. So now we have super clean, purified water right at our sink. Nice. Yeah, so yeah. I'll tell you what. Maybe you'll appreciate this. Uh, before I started randomly calling everybody in my call list, uh, which is why, I, you know, I, you had a missed call from me. But uh, <laughs> So prior to that, when I started the episode, I was kind of talking about um, no excuses, like how I live with no excuses nowadays. So like, it's kind of interesting that you're talking about how you're living, you know, you're doing this job that you've only been doing for what? Like, like how many two months? months, two months, two and a half months. Yeah. All right. So almost three months now. And yet you have record fucking numbers in your particular department. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because like, think about the lifestyle change, you know, like, um, I mean, can can we say like this is going to be public? Are you okay with me saying like where you? Yeah, were? yeah, you know? that's cool. Yeah, like yeah. so two and a half. I used fucking... to be a giant piece of shit, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you were my favorite giant piece of shit, dude. I was like always in your corner, bud. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, listen, man. I don't know about giant piece of shit. I just think you struggled like like a lot of people do. You know, like you. You had a hard time finding where your place was on this planet, and unfortunately, it took you through some pretty nasty shit. You know what I mean? Well, when it comes down to it, though, you know, even when I was, you know, when I was jonesing for a fix and I didn't have money and I wasn't all fucked up, I was still making poor decisions. Yeah. I was still being a piece of shit, you know, in order to feed that habit. And yeah. I, I, I really... Part of me thinks that, you know, I know I'm a good person. I know I was raised right. But I made horrible fucking decisions to chase that. Yeah, they definitely had a a impact on my decision-making. But when it comes down to it, like, I knew right from wrong. 
and I still chose wrong. And like, you know, I, 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 it scares me to know that I'm capable of some of that shit. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? And I, well, and then, the, then it goes into the combat thing. And, yeah. and I think that, uh, you know, combat that, desensitized me. Let me ask you this. Is that an excuse though? Like, like in my opinion, nah, I, I did not it. At all. Well, I did it. I used it as an excuse. I have this, I have this, uh, injury, this, you know, this, uh, you know, I experienced nasty things and therefore it's okay for me to be fucked up. You know what I mean? That's no, you know what? You know, I didn't use it as an excuse because I, I, I was force fed the consequences of my action and sitting in prison. You can't use that as an excuse because everybody else there has that same excuse and they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, fuck you jerk off. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So you, you get over making an excuse real quick. You, you don't need an excuse there. You're there. Yeah. Well, and that, that, that's what I think prison's designed for. Yeah. To, you know, separate the people who are going to make excuses the rest of their lives or get tired of that fucking bullshit and move on. I mean, I don't know. You and I have talked about that in the past, dude. I, I think that the prison system in particular isn't really rehabbing, you know, people. I, I don't, I don't uh, think, I mean, that's a whole other conversation though. You know, like at the end of the day, Something changed in you. You were like, like we, me and you joke about. You were sitting on a fucking bucket eating with your only plastic spoon, which, yeah. I mean, feel free to elaborate on that. Pretend like I don't know that story, you know? Tell, tell them about the plastic spoon. Well, when you, uh, when you go to, to prison, you know, you, you get your basic issue, you get your jumpsuit, you get your boxers and socks and, uh, you know, you get uh, the basic necessities, and, and if you're lucky enough to have somebody in your corner sending you money, like you, hmm. or like my 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 girlfriend, soon to be child uh, mother of my first child, then uh, you can go and buy commissary, which is like Christmas morning for for guys that are locked up because you don't have shit, and uh, you get that spoon, and uh, you know hmm. that spoon. That's what you eat with. That's what you mix your drinks up with. That's what. Yeah, you know, that motherfucker doubles as like uh, you know, kind of like a knife. Sometimes I, there's it's a multi. Listen, we don't need to talk about that part. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know that that spoon I've kept it, and it's in my room, and and it's on this plaque that says grateful. Yeah. And that spoon is uh, it's it's very important to me. Yeah, baby. <clears throat> you ate some humble pie with that motherfucker, huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, big old scoops of humble pie. <laughs> Give me some of that humble pie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, when I was watching watching the fucking Eagles win the Super Bowl, mm. uh, you know, I had I had my fucking soups and crushed up chips, and and I was eating my fucking eating my meal with that spoon, watching the Eagles win the Super Bowl. That that hurt. That hurt so bad. Having to watch my favorite football team win the Super Bowl while in prison. Well, listen. Um, um, I don't know, man. I mean, you're the football guy. I'm definitely not. But I'm just saying, it seems like a very unusual coincidence that when you're locked up, they go to the Super Bowl. So, from the whole city of Philadelphia, we're going to need you to take one for the team, okay? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what it it was. And, and, you know, being down here in Texas, everybody's Cowboys fan. Yeah, well, Uh, fuck them. And, you know, I, I... 
was hated in there. And, you know, I had like two guys in there that were like cool with me and rooting for the Eagles just because they were like, you know, on my team. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They were just tired but, of the, all the other bullshit. That's like a Dallas yeah, fan up here in Philadelphia, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. You'll get Fuck beat up. Them, you know? <laughs> but like like you were saying about, you know, the prison system, man, it definitely it, – it, it definitely promotes recidivism. I mean, it's like it's like college for fucking criminals. It really is. You you know, I, I learned so much shit in there that that could be, you know, if I applied myself to that, uh, I'd probably be looking at you know, twenty five to life. Yeah, more charges. You know. But but you come to a point in there. I think every guy comes to a point in his prison career where he makes a decision like, dude, this just ain't for me. This yeah. just is not for me. And some people get it, you know, the first go around. Some people don't get it until they're 60 years old and their whole life's passed them by. Well, you and I have a friend that's currently doing a little bit of time. And, and I hope that mm-hmm. it doesn't come to that for him, you know? Well, I think I think for him, you know, he's looking. He, he's got a 10-year sentence. He's, he's going to probably do every damn day at that 10 years and by that time he's going to be what close to 50 yeah 50 yeah and, I mean, he's, and my, he's my age so uh 47 his fucking his oldest kid is going to be you know 30 he's probably gonna have grandchildren by that time yeah who knows his fucking kid might be in jail he they might cross paths just because well, i know how his kid's growing up you know yeah i hope not you know well i mean you know, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. And, uh, you know, we we both know his kid's mother, you know. So yeah. I, I hate to I hate to think that. I hope the kid has a chance. But yeah. fuck, man. You know, it's uh, it, it, it's just a stark reality of where we're from. Yeah, that's that's a uh, definitely a sad truth, man. You know, coming from our neighborhood, you know, there ain't too many fucking rock stars. You know what I no. mean? Not at all. We were we were at one point in time, you know. Yeah, I'm, coming coming home from deployments, coming home from Iraq, and you know, I, I you know, I had a I had a the sign at at uh, Don's Bar on Chester Pike, you know, welcome home, <laughs> little Pete, you know, welcome back, and you know, fucking everybody wanted to buy me a drink, and yeah, you, know, you couldn't tell me a fucking thing, and I let that little bit of bullshit stardom, if you will, go to my head. Isn't it you know, funny? Isn't it funny? That <laughs> we're so small town. We're not even at that point. We weren't even like Delco famous. We were only, we were only El Eddie Stone famous. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're not even, yeah. Yeah. I'm big in my neighborhood too. Your neighborhood's a fucking mile square. You idiot. <laughs> There's like thirty fucking bars and like eight fucking cops on duty at all times. There's fucking drug addicts on every fucking corner. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Home sweet home, baby. <laughs> yeah, I don't miss it. I don't miss it not one bit. <laughs> I, listen, I I appreciate where we grew up at, and I uh, it was a tough thing, and it kind of made us who we are, but I do drive through there, and I'm like, fuck that. I ain't living here. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, that. Uh, I did my time, man. I'm done. I'm going. I'm going somewhere nicer. Swap oh, people. You journey. better get the fuck out of the way because I'm coming up there. <laughs> I'm bringing black oh, people. 
<laughs> we're gonna fuck your neighborhood all up. You were worried about uh, yeah. cancer treatment center. Wait till I get there with my fucking hot rods and Harleys. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of hot rods, uh, I got my 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 truck is just it's running so much better. That oil leak, you know, I was telling you about. Yeah. It, it uh, I got the seal fixed. I got the oil pan fixed. I'm holding oil, and it's just. It's running so much better. My gas mileage is getting better. I, you know, I did what you told me right down the, you know, the mileage and then, you know, how many gallons you put in and then do it the next time and do the math and, and it's getting better. Yeah. And it, just upgrading the synthetic. It's the truck's just running its ass off. And then I found out when I did my air conditioner last year, I think I might have overcharged it just a little bit because I let some out yeah. and my air is working. It's getting colder. Hmm. And that makes a lot of sense. You know, I do HVAC, so the theory there, you know, if it's overcharged, it's not going to sh- distribute the superheat and subcooling efficiently as it should. So uh, I-, I let some out, man, and my air's blowing even colder. It's just, man, I'm so happy to get this truck where where it needs to be. Like it's it's fucking awesome. You're a character, man. I love it, dude. Listen, <laughs> for everybody that's listening to us, they don't even they don't even understand. <laughs> dude, I gotta I gotta just tell them a story of you driving your fucking shitty Dodge Dakota from Buffalo, New York <laughs> to goddamn El Paso, Texas. Because an army buddy was down there and he's he he was like, Yeah, you, you probably suckered his ass in like Listen, man, I'm on hard times. I just want to crash on your couch for like a day or two. But you knew. Dude, he didn't even have a couch. He didn't even have a couch. I was on a linoleum floor with blankets under me. Really? Yeah, Jesus dude. Christ, man. With an old, in the middle in the middle of El Paso winter with an old uh, uh, gas burner heater that was in like the corner of the, with two foul-ass little mutt dogs that shit everywhere. Really? Oh, this was a shithole. You there? Huh? You there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I oh. Misty gave me some look. Uh, <laughs> why? Well, just because I guess she never heard that story before. Uh. But yeah, no, no. My man, the, the dude that I was staying with too, he was, uh, you know, he told me straight up. He's like, dude, I'm about to kill myself. Like, I need somebody here. So wow. he was just as desperate as me. Damn. Damn um, I didn't hear that, man. Yeah, he was. He was just as desperate as me you know he was living in this he at least had a bed for himself yeah um you know and he had like a little shit eight eight twenty five an hour job that he was going to and barely making ends meet and he's like yeah come on down here uh, yeah the fuck did he think i was gonna do for him save his save his yeah. life i mean yeah we we kind of looked out for each other but Is he, and that's when my terrible he, shit started was he getting high, or what was he doing? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He was just the biggest scumbag as me. Just, uh, you know, minus the balls. You know, he, he would never do half the shit that I did. Yeah, wow. That, well, we're always, we, you and I have always been overachievers. You, <laughs> you more so than me. You were willing to travel across the country to get high with a motherfucker, man, not me. I'll yeah. just, I'll just well, hide, hide my little tiny shitty apartment and yell at you for fucking leaving the TV on or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only that, but, you know, I'd already worn out my welcome in Buffalo. And, uh, you know, first month's rent was coming up in this little apartment I had in uh, the Lovejoy section of Buffalo. And, yeah, didn't have that money. Damn. So, uh, you know, 
I was uh, I took the last what I what I, I left Buffalo with a uh, hundred and eighty dollars. Jesus, hundred and check this out, dude. And, and I know God was on my side. I know some divine intervention was on my side. I had a hundred and eighty bucks. My checking account was overdrawn by like thirteen dollars. And I don't know how this worked, but uh, you know, I, I drove and I got gas here and there, here and there, and then I think I was in like Kentucky. And I took my overdrawn debit card and I went to this gas station that was closed, but you could still pay at the pump. Yeah. And it was like two in the morning and I stuck my card in and it worked. Yeah. Like it worked. I've done that. Was, that's that's because it doesn't really check. It'll just charge it anyway. Yeah. So I got that, that free tank and, and all the while, by the way, you know, Dodges are notorious for leak, and I had a rear main seal leak in that Dakota too. <laughs> so, so every gas station I stopped at on the way, I managed to steal two quarts of oil in my waistband, Damn, my sweatpants. Dude. Yeah, every fucking time I stopped, two quarts of oil came with me, and I didn't pay for them. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, maybe so, we'll, so, maybe we'll edit that part out. <laughs> nah, the fuck. Well, you know, hey, they're not looking for me. So, but I made it to <laughs> I made it to Dallas. With that, you know, I got to Dallas. I think I had nine bucks left on me, and I was staying in an army buddy's house who was moving out of Dallas, and uh, I made it there. I remember I you nine... called me. You called me and tried to convince me. You were like, you said something. You were like, oh, I need like 200 bucks. I'm in Dallas. I'm on my way to El Paso. And I was like, "Yeah, what, dude? You were in Buffalo, and you told me you were clean. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You're yeah, in well, Buffalo and you're clean and now you're driving to El Paso and you ran out of fucking money on the way. And I think yep. I was like, dude, I remember like thinking to myself, I love you, man, but there's no fucking way I'm giving you two hundred dollars. I don't I don't think I that's did. That's what I did. No, you didn't give me anything. Well, you know, I was able to hit up I hit up one army buddy and he sent me like eighty bucks when I was in Dallas. So I, I you know, I made that that work for the next five days and you know, partied off of that. Damn. And really? then uh yeah, and then I, I hit up another friend on Facebook, and they they Western Union me a hundred bucks to get from Dallas to El Paso, and I made it. You know, I made it from Dallas to El Paso, and and like right when I got to El Paso, like fifteen miles in, like from where I needed to be, my uh, my check engine light came on, and like <laughs> you know, it was like the truck was ready to die. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, and then yeah. We'll save, uh, you know, the uh, El Paso stories for another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, obviously, the reason we're telling these stories, though, is because you take such great pride in your your truck that you have nowadays. You know, like like the beauty is, is uh, I guess we should elaborate and say that you have over two years clean now. You know, yep. you're obviously not in prison no more. You have a, uh, <laughs> obviously not. Yeah. You didn't hear the lady say, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> there is one minute left. I fucking hated yeah. that goddamn bitch, dude. I used to tell this yeah. fucking dickhead to call, call me back. Call me back. I don't give a shit. The conversation's too good. Call me right back. You know? Yeah, this, and this asshole would spend $20 or, you know, $20 for a 20-minute phone call. You know, we... God, I, I don't know how much money you spent on me on the phone. Probably over over a thousand dollars. That's all right. Easy. 
It was it was an investment, right? What did I used to tell yeah. you? What did I used to tell yeah, you? Yeah, I, I owe you time. You owe I owe me, you that time. Owe me clean time, baby. Owe me some yeah. fucking clean time. And you've been paying it. You've been paying yeah. it good. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been working. Yeah. It's been working. Um, but it's just, you know, my truck, man. It's I got that. I got that with a little bit of help from uh, our grandma down here. Yeah. And, uh... It wasn't a total piece of shit when I bought it. No, uh, it needed a little little fixer-upper, you know. I had a couple little goofy things. You know, it's, I probably put five grand into it, but man. That's all right. Man. It's yours, what if, right? Oh, dude, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. There's something to be said about the pride that, that uh, you have in it, you know. Like, you call, you're, you're excited to tell me that... You did a, a proper oil change. You fixed this. You fixed that, and it runs better. Yeah. You're proud of how it runs, and, and you know, like that's definitely something we never did before. You know, dude, I remember. Remember that Lincoln LS I used to drive around in. Yep. Jesus Christ. The one you chopped up <laughs> and sold before the repo man could come and get it. <laughs> Shoot, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, fuck that. If I'm incriminating myself <laughs> on here, I'm going to incriminate you, too. We're going to burn together. Uh, listen, they better go find everybody on Craigslist that bought that shit, all right? <laughs> yeah. That fucking and, car and look, vanished. And the rest of it look, that was we, still sitting there, I took a fucking blowtorch, too, and cut it in half. <laughs> took it right down to the scrap metal yard. <laughs> That's how big of a fucking junkie you were. Over yeah. here trying to sell a fender to a Lincoln. <laughs> Who the fuck wants to buy a fender? They bought the for doors. your fucking outrageous price. They bought the doors. <laughs> they bought the whole uh, pay, uh, driver's yeah. side doors. Yeah. Yeah. You want to buy a gas cap? It got real seventy dollars. It got real hard to fucking sell the other side doors, though. Everybody wanted all four <laughs> doors. After yeah. I sold the uh, the driver's side doors, everybody was like, "Nah, man, I want all four doors." I'm like, "Dude, I ain't got all four doors. I got fucking two doors left." <laughs> Oh, Man, and then and here we are talking about all the shitty things we've done. And you know, look at you, you're a dad, and here I go. Here I go. I'm about to be a dad, too. Crazy, man. It's crazy. I'm excited. I can't for wait. You. Dude, I'm sincerely excited for you. Gabby just walked past just now, and uh, she's going to give the baby a bath. So I'm going to oh, wrap Ga- Gabby's, Gabby's walking now, huh? Gabby's see, walking. See, Misty Waddles. Misty Waddle. Waddles everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You better, you better be careful, man. You're gonna wake up with your dick in a jar sitting on the fucking nightstand next to you. <laughs> oh well, but it'll be better than being in her purse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Nah, but uh, her birthday's next week or two weeks from nice. from Friday. It was two weeks from this Friday that we just passed. So she'll be uh, 27. Awesome. That's and, awesome. Yeah, man. Everything's good, man. Everything's super good. Yeah. Enjoying our lives and uh, yeah, just had some ice cream huh. from Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Got the dog some ice cream too. Yeah, we're gonna go to Cold Stone Creamery now. You guys don't have that shit yeah. down there, do you? Yes, we do. Yes, do you we really? do. I don't. Yeah, I don't really like it. Ain't nothing special. Oh, you fucking suck, dude. It's the best. It's fucking way Baskin better. Robbins. Fuck Baskin has, Robbins. And they they're thirty-one have, shitty flavors. They have 
liquefied hot Reese's peanut butter to accompany the hot fudge topping. Yeah, listen, I and know the guy is, that who's like squeezing that out of his ass cheeks, all right, dude? It is the sober person's crack. <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I hear you, man. I just ate like fucking, I don't know, 15 fucking Starbursts. I'm on, uh, like me and Gabby are like cutting back on the carbs and the sugar. And of course I fucked up and ate a whole pack of Starbursts. But, uh, dude, I started going to the gym. I rode my mountain bike today. I'm trying to get all healthy and get rid of this fucking belly, you know? So. Yeah, good luck with that. Go fuck yourself. People are always all talking about the, (laughs) people are always all talking about the gym. I'm like, nah, nah, give me, give me more carbs. You know, yeah. I'm doing without the sugar, but give me more carbs and, you know, cause I mean, I, I work, like, I don't have time to the fucking gym. Yeah, I leave well, the house at 7.30, I don't get home till 9 o'clock at night. Yeah, well, I mean, that might change. I was I was working like that for a long time, you know? Down to shipyard, dude, there was no fucking way I was going to the gym, you know? Yeah, it's not feasible. Yeah, when I was down to shipyard, dude, it was like work, sleep, that's it. That's it, man. That's you it, know? that's all I'm doing. And then, uh, you know, that's Monday through Thursday. Friday, you know, I might get a Friday evening if I don't have an install to do. And then Saturday I work most of the day and come home. And uh, I got off at like 2 yesterday, so I went to the driving range, hit some golf balls. Nice. Have you been playing golf? Well, yeah, we play at work. Um, like, it was really fucking cool two weeks ago. Uh, they scheduled an install Wednesday morning at like at 9 a.m. And my boss was like, uh-uh, fuck that. You call that customer back, told our office manager. You call that customer back and uh, tell them we'll be there at 11. Peter's going golfing. Nice. <laughs> I was like, fucking right, man. Nice. So, yeah, we get out. Uh, we have our little golf league. We get out every Wednesday morning and play nine holes, which is great. Nice. That's a beautiful thing, man. It sounds like you're with Fuck a really yeah. good company, you know. Them guys, uh, they obviously want to make some money and they're ambitious, but they also want to make sure that you're happy and, and content, you know. That's Dude, a- you know, uh, uh, last week, you know, my boss was going out of town for like six days. He comes up to me and hands me a hundred dollar bill, and he's like, "Yo, man, you guys kicked ass this week. Take uh, take the two other service guys out. Y'all go get dinner." Nice. And it was awesome. You know, we went to a nice little pizza joint here and got some pizzas and stuff. It was cool. Yeah, I dig it. It was man. really cool. It was really cool, man. And it's, you know, me and him see eye to eye. My boss, my one boss, he's a Marine veteran, and and you know, like. We get each other. We get each other. So he was in Iraq right after me. He was like the second wave of troops that came over. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, so like, you know, we we've been to the same shit. He don't he don't ride my ass nothing. He gives me. I get my work. I go get it done. You know, it's it's awesome. It is. It's a real. I love going to work every day. That's great, man. I'm really glad to hear that you like landed on your feet. You know, see yeah. see what happens, dude. See, I mean, honestly, I mean, not to, like keep pushing this, you know, feel good bullshit. But dude, really, you you like got your shit together and you just started thinking differently, more positive, I think, you know? Oh, well, and, yeah. And, and, and good things came your way. You and know? speaking of getting the shit together, I'm still getting it together, but I paid off. I did what you told me, you know? So, so if everybody out there is listening, you know, this jerk off tells me, yeah, you know, these creditors, you know, they buy your shit for pennies on the fucking dollar. <laughs> so I called them and I owed this other one, you know, I've paid off like four or five of them over the last month or two. And, uh, I called this next one. I owed sprint like $605. So 
this dude's like, I mean, he's like, uh, so are you ready to pay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not paying all that today. And I, I even told him, I'm like, man, I've been incarcerated and this and that. You know, I haven't been able to stay up on this shit. So he's like, oh, would you do 507? I was like, look, dude, I'm not paying that. Yeah. So he said, well, what would you pay? And I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm thinking about two, 250 <laughs> You know, half half was my number. That's yeah. where I wanted to be, half. Yeah. I, can, I can give you $300 right now. I'm not bad an eye. Yeah. So he, they came to, uh, I think it was like 307 So I was like, yeah, pay that shit. So paid that one off. That's great. Nice. But my credit score is not going up like, like you said it would. Well, so I, don't, I don't know. So the thing is, you got to, first of all, before you go paying back all the creditors, you got to make sure that shit is even on your credit score. It is. It is. I've been checking my credit report. Okay. So, so you really got to make sure that they're taking it off and they're showing it as paid in full. They do. It yeah. is showing. Like, but I paid the one and it only went up four points. So this is the other side of the coin. You got any credit cards? Anything at all? No. No. Yeah, you need to get some credit cards. Even if I got to prepay it? Even if you got to prepay it, it's going to show up on your credit score as uh, a credit card. Credit card is like a very huge part of your credit score. And in, Okay. And so like if you take 500 bucks or 1000 bucks to your bank and do a prepaid credit card, this is the thing. You can't use more than 30% of that credit card. 20. I've heard 20%. 20% is the better number. Obviously, the smaller, the smaller amount you use, the better it's going to look. So you use 20%. At the max, you use 30%. And then right. you pay it off right away, you know? And if yeah. you, you do that about three, four months in a row, you're going to start getting fucking just solicitations in the mail left and right, you know, your pre-approved capital one chase fucking anybody under the sun, Citibank, you know, all of them, they'll all fucking send you bullshit. And then from there, you really just got to like, kind of like test the waters and uh, like the credit karma thing works. Like it, if, yeah. if they tell you, Hey, look, we think there's a good chance you're pre-approved for this one. Now, some of them credit cards are dog shit. They really are. Like I had yeah. this, I had this bank that was called like First Premier or whatever, and it was like a shitty $500 credit card. And um, I kept telling the lady, I'm like, listen, as soon as I can get a better credit card, I'm turning this motherfucker off because you guys suck. You know, I'm paying these <laughs> fucking fees. You know, I, I, it's not even a lot of money. I can pay the whole fucking thing right now, and I do every month. But you guys are just jacking up the fucking prices and the interest rate's ridiculous. But it's a game. You got to play the game to make your credit look better. Right. You know? Like right now, credit cards, total credit cards, we probably have $20,000 available credit right now. You know? Yeah. But you got to work your way up to that and prove to them that you can just, you're okay with that. You know? Go get a fucking Home Depot credit card. You know? Or Best Buy or whatever. And, but just don't go nuts. Just because they approve right. you for fucking $2,500, don't go ringing up $2,500. You're going to fuck your no. shit up pretty bad. I've been using, we have one, and I just use, and it's under her name, and her credit's fucking getting so good. Sure. We just use it for gas and food because we get double the points yeah. for gas and food. So, And then every two weeks, I pay that bitch off. Yeah. And that's what you, you know, do. So it's, you know. and, I, and I just use it for my gas. And then they're like, if we're together, we'll go out and get food or something, boom. 
used it for food, and then we paid off. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you got to do, man. Hey, so have, have you watched uh, The House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects and shit? Yeah, I know. I know they're coming out with another movie. Are you going to go see it? Uh, probably, because it's the first original fucking story that's come out of Hollywood in like 10 fucking years. Yeah, I got Misty into it. I got Misty into it. We watched House of a Thousand Corpses, and she looked at me like I was a fucking psycho serial killer after afterwards. Well, I think the first <laughs> one was more like a, a cult kind of uh, like a, yeah, like it was like um, I don't think it was that good. I think it was just kind of like I don't know, mildly entertaining. But the second one, Devil's Rejects, yeah. is fucking great. Yeah, you it's know? great. And then not only that, but like he did the first one not knowing how good it would have turned out. And so he had to make a sequel to it. And it gave you more of a backstory on the characters, which is pretty cool. And then I really think Three from Hell is going to be fucking badass. I really do. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be awesome. I hope so. I hope it doesn't turn into like one of these crazy, uh, you know, like how. Like Saw. Yeah, Saw. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's such a it disappointment to me, man. Like the first one was so great. And then yeah, it was they awesome. Jay fucking killed that movie, man. They fucking you know my favorite part from Saul is when the bad the guy fact, Well, not only that, but the fact that they took Carrie Hughes, the guy who played the stepdad in Liar Liar, so it's like a wholesome <laughs> dorky ass dude. You know, the claw with his little finger yeah, out, yeah, and yeah. they turned him into that. Yeah. In the movie, he chops his own fucking leg off. Yeah, like you, you, you take an actor that can do that. That's that was awesome. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, that was so awesome. And I, I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, fucking Joaquin Phoenix is playing Joker, and I, I think that that is going to be better than Heath Ledger. I don't think so. I don't, man. Joaquin Phoenix is phenomenal. Nah, I don't think so. I saw. I, I saw, hope you eat your words. I saw like. Uh, like pictures and stuff of the, uh, like the posters and stuff. It looks stupid. I think it looks uh, dumb. It's too colorful. I think it's gonna be good. Too colorful. Too bright. Like there's no scars on his face. There's uh, you know, like it's that all, you've seen. Well, they say it's only just makeup now. You know, I'm like, eh. I don't know, man. I think um, I think Batman and the Joker is destroyed now. You know? Well, you know, they're doing that to all the shit. Yeah. You know. Marvel and all that shit. Yeah, I'm done with Marvel too, man. I'm done with all the. Uh, yeah, Endgame was a little disappointing. Yeah, like it's over, man. It's over. I'm kind of. I'm just like, all right. I don't. I don't care about superheroes no more. You know, go back to writing yeah. fucking stories. Stop doing sequels. Stop doing fucking comic book movies. Just well, get, they, put the writers back to fucking work. You know. You know, even with Glass, even with Gla- Glass, oh, was dude. nowhere near as good as as. Uh, the, the the second one split split was fucking split was awesome yeah <sighs> yeah yeah glass kind glass, of was a disappointment glass was very hokey you know like yeah very, like, real hokey uh, I was like ooh that's not yeah. yeah yeah it was like embarrassing to watch you know well, you know and, and like I haven't even seen the remake of it and I haven't seen the second one either and I don't want to I I saw the first part and it wasn't that bad. You know, but I'm like, I'm just disgusted with this whole, like, let's remake everything, dude, everything, everything Everything. under the whole fucking sun. And and like, that's, that's what all, that's what everybody's doing right now. You know, like, fuck doing an original story, just remake some shit, you know? Yeah. 
And it's well, that's like, I think that's where I think Rob Zombie's going to make his nut with this third one because it's his. Yeah, but you know, it's, a, it's a it's still a, like a continuing story. So like I'm I'm just worried that it's going to be like this. All right, we're going to drag this motherfucker out till we can't make no more money off of it. You know. Well, I, I think he stops it here, and it's been 14 years since the Devil's Rejects. So he's had 14 years to like get it right. I think it. I think it's going to be really good, and I think it's going to end. Oh, so. I didn't think there was going to be a third one after. You know, I thought they all died. Yeah, well, I think, th- but that's my worry. Is right now it's a popular thing to make a, a sequel or a continuing. So like, I agree. I thought Devil's Reject was great because they they did die. That's the way I saw it. They all got shot the fuck yeah. up, and that was the end of it. But now you're well, going to say that they were all in a coma. All three of them were in a fucking coma, and I guess they're all going to wake up at the same time. Well, no, Spalding is dead because the real guy died in real life. So Spalding does die. Oh. And then the other two, I guess, make it. So you know, but, why is it called Three from Hell, then? I'm not sure. I'm hmm. not sure, but from what I've heard and read, I think Spalding is dead. Oh. But I think I think maybe it's called Three from Hell because he's their dad. So, you know, like he's the one that did, did all that, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. So we, we we were watching Rejects last night and got about halfway through. I'm going to try to finish it with her tonight because yeah. it, it is really good. All right, man. Well, I'm going to let you go, dude. I'm fucking tired. All right. All right, man. Yeah, well, you're two hours ahead of me. I still got football to watch. Yeah, you have fun with that. I got yeah, to edit this motherfucker, and then I'm, uh, going, to, I'm going to sleep. I got to take a shower All and right. sleep. Well, maybe you can, we can do that from... You know, from time to time, too. You know, some movie critics. Yeah. <laughs> Game on, All man. Right. I'm okay with that. Well, thanks for calling. Love and, you, And uh, I'm glad I could. Love you, too, man. You have a good night, all right? You, too, man. Keep it up. I'm proud of you. All right. Thanks, Cousin. You, too. All right, man. Later. See you, man. All right. That's all we got for you. Yardbird Tuna. See you next week.